Welcome back to Real Talk Sports with Rico. I will be your host today. Today's topic, we are talking about the NBA trades that have actually taken place here this offseason. We have a whole host of shows coming up here. Uh, Today's topic is going to focus uh, once more on NBA trades. We'll be talking about the uh, NBA free agency here. So we'll be going uh, pretty much uh, team by team and looking at uh, some of the bigger free agent pickups. And then uh, our upcoming show is also going to talk about the NBA Summer League here, which is actually concluding here tomorrow. And so without further ado, let's jump into this topic for today's show. And that is going to be the NBA trades that have actually taken place here. And we're just going to highlight some of the big trades um, that have actually taken place. And so let us start off where probably the biggest trade um, in the offseason and probably one that has been talked about and still being talked about. And that is the huge deal that the Los Angeles Lakers make to bring Russell Westbrook in here. And so that trade is pretty much um, highlighted like this. Russell Westbrook comes over to the Los Angeles Lakers along with a 2024 second round pick and a 2028 second round pick. In addition here, the Lakers will ship out Cal Kuzman, Montrez Harrell, and they will ship out Clodwell Pope, Contavious Clodwell Pope that is, and a 2021 first round pick, uh, which actually turns into Isaiah Jackson here. So, you know, looking at this trade uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers, it certainly looks exciting on paper when you look at it. Um, here's a team essentially that they bring Russell Westbrook over into the fold. You already have um, Anthony Davis here. You already have LeBron James here. And, you know, the question is, does this trade make them any better here in the West? And honestly speaking, looking at this thing on paper, I think it's going to be an exciting season, certainly for the Los Angeles Lakers. But I'm not sure if it is a situation here where the Lakers actually um, have gotten better here. Um, I think that they shipped off a lot of assets here um, with Cal Kuzman, Montrezl Harrell, and um, Clodwell Pope. And, you know, they also shipped off a first-round pick as well. And, you know, Russell Westbrook had an incredible year last year for the Wizards. I mean, had it not been for him, they would not have even been in a playoff situation. And not to take anything away from Bradley Bill, who was excellent there, but uh, let's let's just face it, Russell Westbrook was on an absolute tear. Uh, the issue here is that, you know, with Russell Westbrook, um, he missed some games there, you know, due to some injuries and things like that. Um, and he's been injured here the last couple of seasons, uh, whether he was at Houston, uh, he missed some games there. Uh, he had some major knee surgeries there when he was in OKC. Um, and now you're getting a player here that certainly um, definitely one of the most passionate players in the league is always a threat for a triple double. Um You know, the issue that I see here is that, you know, can Russell Westbrook and LeBron James coexist in the sense that they both need the ball to dominate? 
Um, LeBron James is an exceptional passer, and really his game is predicated on not only scoring points, but also to setting up others, uh, getting rebounds, and things like that as well. Um, and he's a pretty good defender too. So, um, you know, both players kind of need the ball. And looking at Russell Westbrook, he likes to have the ball. He likes to push it. He likes to drive the paint. Um, and that's kind of where Anthony Davis lives. So, you know, it's going to be a tough situation there. Um, you know, as far as spacing is concerned with Anthony Davis. And then as far as, um, you know, who has the ball in their hands, that's going to be the issue that he's going to have with, you know, LeBron James. Now, on top of that, you look at the roster here. You shipped off your shooter there in Caldwell Pope. Um, you shipped off a young piece there um, with Cal Kuzman. Um, and then you bring in guys like uh, you have Trevor Ariza. You have Kent Bazemore, um, Carmelo Anthony, which is a, a huge signing now. Um, you know, he's come over here. You have Wayne Ellington back here. Um, you have uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, who is re-signed. You bring Dwight back, um, you lose Wesley Matthews, you have Malik Monk, and then you have Kendrick Nunn here. So um, I just don't see where the Lakers got better, um, you know, offensively here. I don't think that this is going to um, bring more buckets for them. You know, I don't I don't think that their, their scores for night kind of go up and also too defensively the Lakers were able to kind of hang their hat on that or statistic here last year and I just I'm not sure you know statistically on the defensive end um, if the Lakers got better with bringing Russell Westbrook over here so you know to me I just feel like that this is a situation where the team got um, got a bit older it did ship off some more assets for its future here and I think that what the Lakers saw last year uh, with you know key pieces being hurt whether it was Anthony Davis um, and LeBron James who's probably one of the more durable players in the league um, it really hurt the Lakers it hurt the Lakers and I think that what you're looking at here is this is the same kind of deal um, you know I've said it before Anthony Davis has not finished the full season um, other than the season you know that took place there at the bubble um, I'm, I'm not really necessarily sold on his health uh, long term there and to me if he were to go down you're running into the same situation that uh, Russell Westbrook left a year ago with the Wizards and that's pretty much going to be um, you know him and LeBron you know, and that's pretty much what happened in the Wizards there where it was Russ and Bradley Bill. So, you know, it's just, I, I just, I, I'm not really sold on that that move here with, via the trade. You know, I just think that the Lakers are kind of, you know, they're, they're trying to cash in here and hoping that this will be um, what they need to kind of push them over the top. But I'm not sure here. I think that they got worse as a shooting unit and I also think defensively um, they're not going to be as good as they were a year ago here um, moving forward here let's look at one of the other trades here that was uh, highly talked about here and that is the Heat acquire Cal Lowry 
um, in exchange for Presses Achua and Gordon Dragic here. Um, now, to me, I think that the Miami Heat are big winners here. Um, you look at what they have here as far as a roster is concerned. Um, they already have Jimmy Buckets here. Um, you know, he's obviously an outstanding piece here. You have Bam Ayabayu, who played well um, for Team USA. And then you also have Duncan Robinson back in the fold here. Um, you know, he's a terrific shooter. You still have Tyler Hero on this roster here. Um, you also have uh, Marquise Morris here who has come over. So you, you've added some toughness there. Um, and then you have P.J. Tucker who's come over uh, fresh off the championship here for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. So I think that they got better defensively. I think offensively they've gotten better. And I think that the Miami Heat have shown that they are, to me, I think they're, they're, they've ascended into the top five, I think, in the East with this move here. Um, you know, who knows who else could come over? Um, you know, maybe there's some, some other free agents or some more movement to happen here. But um, I do like what Miami has done. I think Miami's added some offensive firepower here. Um, I think that they actually, they maybe are even better than where they were in the finals, to be honest with you, when I look at this on paper, because I think that they've gotten more, they have more firepower. I think they got more firepower, and I think that they got even better on the defensive end here. Um, I really love the addition of, of Marquise Morris and P.J. Tucker. I think that that is going to make this team um, leaps and bounds better. Um, along with Jimmy Butler, you are looking at probably some of the uh, better perimeter players um, in the, the entire NBA here. So it is going to be tough to score on Miami. And then when the game bogs down and slows down, uh, you have bucket getters. Um, you know, Bam Ayabayo has shown that he can play um, and kind of create his own shot. Jimmy Butler, you already know what he can do. Um, Kyle Lowry, you know what he can do. Tyler Hero, um, when he's right, definitely he is a an offensive firepower as well. Um, and then Marquise Morris can score the ball too. So I, I do like everything that Miami has done. I think that this is a trade that uh, should have sent them, like I said, into the top five in the East. I really think that they're going to be in the discussion with the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, with the New Jersey Nets. Um, I think the Chicago Bulls are going to be there. You're going to have the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, and then probably uh, the Boston Celtics, I would say, would, would probably be in the, the top five here. So, um, you know, those, those are really my top five here moving forward. And speaking of my top five here, um, the next trade I wanted to highlight is the Chicago Bulls and what they were able to do. Um, certainly making a huge splash here and bringing DeMar DeRozan over, shipping off Thaddeus Young um, and Alfred Amino along with two future second round picks. They also made the trade here for Lonzo Ball, uh, shipping off Thomas Sadaraski and Garrett Temple and a future second round pick here. So um, Chicago definitely is in my top five here. 
Um, no doubt about it. I think that they've gotten a lot better here with this this situation here. Um, you know, looking at what they did here with, with Lonzo Ball now coming in at the point guard position, I think that he's really starting to, to, to kind of come into his own here. I think probably the best thing that he did was actually get shipped off from L.A. here. Um, you know, his 2021 stats there, he averaged 14.6 points a game, uh, had four rebounds and 5.7 assists per game. Um, I expect his assist ratio to go up. I think that um, he's going to be able to score uh, at an easier clip here because he's uh, has so many more offensive weapons around him, um, you know, than what he played with in New Orleans. Uh, not to take anything away from Brandon Ingram and Zion Williams, but, um, you know, you're looking at a guy with uh, DeMar DeRozan who, to me, uh, he's pretty much a bucket getter. He can dominate the mid-range game. You're looking at Zach Levine, who averaged 27 points per game last season. Um, I think that he is for sure going to continue to be a bucket getter. Um, and then you look at the fact that they have one of the best big men in the league here at 6'11". Uh, they made the deal here for Nikola Vujicic. Um, you know, he is going to be a terrific piece here. Average 23 points a game and 11 rebounds. Um, I think that you're going to look for that to continue here. And then they also have Patrick Williams here. Um, he looked really good in the summer league. We'll talk about that in another show. Uh, but just in his rookie season alone, you know, he averaged nine points a game and four um, rebounds here. He looks like he's primed and ready to uh, shoot the ball a little bit more, be a bit more aggressive here. Um, you know, the Bulls also have Troy Brown Jr. to go along with that. Um, you know, he's a terrific young man here um, who, who played some terrific minutes here in college and, and really showed some flashes and, and got traded over here for the Wizards. Um, you know, so he's in the fold. And then the Bulls have Kobe White as well. I know he's he's injured right now, but um, eventually he'll be back. And then right now the Bulls have uh, L'Oreal Marketing, who they could possibly go ahead and he could turn into a signing trade here. So, um, you know, I like what the Bulls have done. They've gotten uh, younger. Uh, they've gotten more experienced. Uh, I, I like what they have of Billy Donovan here. And again, I think that this definitely puts this team into the top five um i think that they are uh you know the one thing that the bulls are going to have to figure out here if they want to take uh that next step you know even even into a deep playoff run is they're going to have to get stops um you know right now i don't see the relentless defender um, on the club now that that could change um, you know I, I liked what Patrick Williams showed um, you know I do like what DeMar DeRozan has shown as well but you know none of those guys have really shown that they are elite defenders and I think when the game slows down you're going to have to get stops here so that's my question here with Chicago is, is are they able to get stops here um, and moving forward here Looking at another trade that the Washington Wizards made, I know we highlighted on the fact that they got a bunch of pizzas here from the Lakers, but they also add Spen Spencer DeWittle, who's come over from the Nets here. Um, in exchange here, 
Chandler Hutchinson will go over to the San Antonio Spurs and Brooklyn will get the 2024 second round pick and 2025 second round pick and swap with the Wizards here. So, um, you know, with Spencer DeWittle, um, or did Woody, excuse me, I love his, um, I love his ability to score. You know, I love his ability to score and I love his ability to, to be a true point guard. I had a chance to see him up close uh, in summer league when he played for Chicago uh, before he did go off to the Nets here. I know he's been injured and I know that that was one of the things that actually was a setback here for his career. Uh, got injured there uh, coming out of college and then uh, had an injury here. Um, in the league as well, which kind of, you know, led to a situation here where he had, had actually bounced around a little bit there to Chicago and then to the Nets here. But I think that this guy is going to contribute right away. I think that he is going to fit in well with Bradley Bill, uh, Cal Kuzman, uh, Montres Harrell. You know, they do have uh, Thomas Bryant here who's still on the roster too. Um, I just think that there is a lot of pluses here. Um, especially with that trade. I, I definitely like the Wizards and where they're going. Um, I'm not willing to say that they're going to be a top-tier team, but I think that they are going to be, certainly be better than what they were a year ago. Um, and I think it's absolutely realistic and possible that they could actually make the playoffs again. I, I think that that's a real possibility here um, with them bringing over Spencer here. So I like that deal. I definitely think this is a situation here where uh, the Wizards, to me, I, I think really made some great deals here um, this this offseason thus far with some of the trades that they had made. Um, next up here, we'll talk about a trade that actually just took place here yesterday. That is the Los Angeles Clippers here, um, trading for Eric Bledsoe, and then they trade away Patrick Beverly, Rajon Rondo, and uh, Daniel Ortura there. And so, um, and sorry if I butchered his name, but um, here's the situation here with this. Uh, I think the, the Clippers essentially... Um, they lose some defensive prowess here. Uh, I think Rajon Rondo and Patrick Beverly are probably some of the uh, better perimeter defenders in the league, uh, especially at the point guard position. Um, Rajon Rondo and his championship experience um, is just one of a kind. Uh, what he does for a team, um, you just it doesn't stop in the sh- in the st- in the stat sheet sometimes, and I think that. You know, this, these are some things that I think are possibly working against the Clippers here. Um, on the other end of the situation, when I look at what the Clippers decided to do here, it looks like they've decided to kind of go a little bit all in here this year. Um, I think that they know for sure that they're not going to have Kawhi Leonard here. Um, you know, he's going to be out for the year here. Um, you do have Paul George, who I think is going to ball out of his mind here. You did resign Nicholas Batoon here. Uh, you did res- um, resign Reggie Jackson here. Um, it looks like you still have Serge Ibaka on the books as well. Um, hopefully he comes back from the back surgery. You have Luke Kennard, who played very well. And then you have uh, Terrence Mann, who, to me, you know, he was stellar. 
Terrace Man was stellar here last year, and it looks like you still have uh, Zubox on the roster, and you still have um, you still have Patrick uh, Patrick Patterson, and it looks like you have Maurice or, or excuse me, Mark Marquise Morris there, <laughs> Marcus Morris, sorry, not Marquise. Marcus Morris senior here on the roster as well so um I mean they do have some experience here I, I like the rookie that they brought in there um you know Jason um Preston we'll, we'll talk about him he, he showed flashes here throughout the summer league but the guy that I'm probably really high on here is got to be Terrence Mann um I think Terrence Mann is going to step up here I think that you know what he showed there in the playoffs I think this is something that he's ready to turn the page here for the season um he really doesn't have anybody um to look over the shoulder to um you know I think this is exactly what the Clippers wanted when they got him out of Florida State here um I think he's gonna have a huge role I think he's gonna have a huge role and I think with Eric Bledsoe this is more of a backup uh plan here if this doesn't work um Eric Bledsoe had some great years I think a lot of those years were probably spent in his early days with the Clippers and then he had some okay years with Phoenix um you know he did face uh, a major knee surgery there so that kind of slowed him down a bit um I think in Milwaukee uh he, he wasn't really the kind of playmaking guy uh, that he was before. But then again, you know, he's playing with Giannis. And, you know, then again, here's another situation where, again, he's coming to a roster and he's going to have to play off guys. And so, you know, that's it's going to be interesting because the Clippers lost some defensive prowess here. Um, but again, they probably gained a little bit more offensive firepower um, this team is a bit small so I, I expect for them to play a, a lot of small ball here um, and I think really still to me aside from Paul George um, who we know is a stud they're going to have to need a guy that is really going to step up here if they're going to go past and further um, than what they did a season ago there with the conference finals there so um, they lose some defense but maybe gain some offense and, and definitely gain some experience here so um, I'm, I'm curious to see you know what 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 this deal really really means because I think on paper when you look at this to me if the Grizzlies keep what they have um, they were a playoff team here. You add Rondo and you add Patrick, uh, or excuse me, you add you add Rondo and then you add um, Beverly here. You know, I think that you're looking at a team that, to me, they've just gotten tougher overnight. You you add that with the young pieces that they have in uh, Jerry Jackson Jr. and uh, you have, you know, John Moran over there. You have Dylan Brooks. I, I like that. I like that a lot. And I think that, you know, Memphis is clearly one um, on paper with this deal. You know, with the, with the Clippers, I don't think it looks as great um, again. But it, it can work out. It possibly can work out. There's a lot of factors that are going to have to have to really line up, you know, for 
um, the Clippers to kind of take the next step with, with Eric Bledsoe. But we'll see what happens. He's going to get a lot of minutes and uh, a lot of playing time here. So we'll definitely see, you know, kind of kind of where that goes here. So, all right, moving forward here, um, taking a look here at another trade that I think it's not necessarily a huge trade, but you know, one of the ones that I think that we're, we're, we're kind of taking a look here, uh, the Celtics get Josh Richardson over from the Dallas Mavericks here. And on top of that, they ship off uh, Tristan Thompson. They ship out Kimba Walker. They get Al Horford back here. Um, and then there's talk here that they're going to have, uh, they're going to have Dennis Schroeder come over as well. So uh, to me, uh, you know, it, it looks like they're they're trying to kind of go back to some of the success that they had a couple years ago when Al Horford was there. Um, here's the guy that's experienced playing with Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown, and they get rid of a contract and they get rid of a guy really that uh, was was very injury prone and, and had an up and down situation here uh, in Kimba Walker. Now. They do lock up Marcus Smart here for the next four years. I like that, so they keep their core together. Um, the wild card in this one to me is just, you know, what are you going to get with Dennis Schroeder? Uh, Dennis Schroeder is more of a, a, a slasher. Um, you know, he's a, definitely going to be an irritant on the defensive end, so I think he's going to help him there. Um, but as far as like a knockdown three-point shooter to space the floor, um, not really that. And when you look at the Boston offense, they're more geared to run through Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, so that to me, I, I don't know if, if if Boston really improved themselves, but in the East, I still think that they're a top five team. I, I know that there's still some you know moves to be made and stuff like that, but um, you know we'll see. You know I, I do. I do anticipate that that Boston will be there. Um, you know, that's granted that they stay healthy. You know, because I really think that it hurt them that um, that Jalen Brown got hurt. But we'll see. You know, Al Horford at this point in his career, he is the stretch four or five that they want. Um, that's going to be an offensive threat um, at this point in his career. You hope that he's able to mimic. Uh, the success that uh, he had in Boston before. Um, next up, here's a trade that not many people are talking about, and that's Landry Shamit over from the Brooklyn Nets in exchange for Javon Carter and a 2021 first-round pick here. So um, I like this deal. I like this deal a lot, and here's why. Landry Shamit has played with the Clippers, and they made the playoffs and made a deep run there. He has been with the Philadelphia 76ers. They have made the playoffs, and he's uh, been an integral part of that. So he's played with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. Um, and then he's played here with the Brooklyn Nets, who they've made a deep run as well. So this guy has played um, with some of the best players in the league. He's shown that he can be effective without the ball, which is very important uh, when you're on a team with stars and you're looking at a Phoenix team that has been resurgent and they were resurgent because they had a lot of young pieces that really came into their own here. And when you look at what Phoenix has here 
I think that they really win this deal. Um, because to me, they already have Mikel Bridges. You have Cameron Johnson. Uh, you've locked up Cameron Payne to come back here. Um, Jalen Smith looked really good here in Summer League, showing that he can actually shoot the jump shot. You brought back Chris Paul. You brought over JaVel McGee. They bring back Frank Kaminsky here. Um, this is a team to me that I think they just got a lot more firepower here. I, I think that uh, now, even so, um, they could possibly run into situations where they have Cameron Payne, um, Landry Shaman on the floor, um, and possibly Jalen Smith here, and they are going to be just as good um, as the first unit, and even JaVel McGee out there as well. So um, this is a team to me that I think they did a, a solid job. They locked everybody up and added another shooter as well. Um, I like what Phoenix is able to do, and they didn't really give up a whole bunch here. I, I like Javon Carter. I like his defensive prowess here. Um, it may be a better fit here for the Nets. I, I know that they probably could benefit a little bit from a point guard pos position there, but um, gotta love what Phoenix was able to do there in that trade. I know it's not very much talked about, but that I think is huge here. So, um, with that being said, that's pretty much uh, it for today. We just wanted to kind of highlight some of the the trades here, um, and definitely some of the trades that um, I think are going to be huge here in kind of shaping the East and the West here. So. In our next show, we'll be talking about uh, the free agents here um, and some of the signings and things like that and what that means to teams. Um, and then after that, we'll be talking about the Summer League here, which actually concludes here tomorrow. Um, been terrific there. Uh, definitely been some outstanding rookies that we want to talk about. But um, once again, I just want to thank all our fans out there for listening to us. I want to thank the sponsors out there who have been a sponsor on the show. And uh, this is Rico with Real Talk Sports. Uh, we'll be back for another show. Take care.